The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Productions, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tolano. Uh, good evening and welcome back to uh, Streetwise. Uh, I want to welcome back uh, my guest. He's been here before on such a serious uh, matter that's a concern to uh, not only the country, possibly the world. And uh, you've probably seen him also several weeks back on uh, on, Levin, on Mark Levin's uh, show. And he has a great show, and uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin, which is on... Uh, Fox Sunday News Channel, talking about what we're going to pretty much be talking about in this uh, in the half hour. And I want to welcome back to uh, Streetwise, Dr. Peter Vincent Pry. Dr. Pry, welcome back to Streetwise. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Lou. You know, we had a, you know, that when you were here at, uh, previously, people were very concerned about this uh, potential or possible EMP attack. Uh, like uh, electromagnetic pulse attack, or, which would attack our grid system. I just, uh, aside from you being a great author, I just want to touch on your background. The executive director of the EMP Task Force on National and Homeland Security, former chief of staff for the Congressional EMP Commission. EMP is pretty much what I just said, correct, Doctor? Elect- electronic magnetic pulse. Is that, yeah, electromagnetic yeah, pulse. Magnetic pulse, and that's a, that's a concern because we were concerned uh, about uh, North Korea and attacking us through our uh, electronic magnetic pulse, which will knock out our grid system and where and where history, correct? Yes, and uh, not just uh, North Korea. We're also concerned about a natural EMP from the sun oh. by way of a, a rare geomagnetic superstorm like the Carrington event, which is inevitable and will happen for sure. And NASA estimates the likelihood is 12% per decade, which virtually guarantees that within our lifetimes or that of our children, we will experience a great geomagnetic superstorm like back in 1859 oh. uh, that would collapse electric grids everywhere in the world, not just in this country, and put well. billions of lives at risk. And that is inevitable. It's going to happen for sure someday. It almost happened two years ago. You know, we were narrowly missed by a Carrington-class coronal mass ejection that crossed the path of the Earth and missed us just by three days. And then there's the non-nuclear EMP threat that could really be conducted by anybody. Um, There are non-nuclear EMP devices called radio frequency weapons. And if you had a few of these and attacked just a small number of, of the big transformers, you could cause a nationwide blackout that would last 18 months and kill millions of Americans through starvation without a nuclear EMP attack. But yes, last week we were talking mostly about the North Korean Correct. nuclear EMP threat. Russia, China, and Iran and their military doctrines and mm. uh, all right about this. They all have, except for, uh, have contingency plans for nuclear EMP attack. And Iran, North Korea has been a particular worry because in September they detonated a hydrogen bomb, which they described as capable of super powerful EMP attack, 
They released a technical report two days later that accurately describes a super EMP weapon. And they've got two satellites orbiting over the United States that the EMP Commission fears might actually be nuclear armed for EMP attack. We don't know what's on those satellites. Um, do we have to be less concerned now as a result of the uh, summit, uh, recent summit with uh, Kim Jong-un and the uh, President Donald Trump in Singapore? Do we have to relax as far as uh, I can hear it in your voice already? You, you probably answered my question. <laughs> so uh, as far as electrono, uh, with the electronic magnetic pulse, is that a little relief? I'm actually more worried. I'm actually more worried now than I was one before we had a radio conversation. And I say this as a supporter, strong supporter of of President Trump. uh, But I I regret that he's gone so far as to say that the nuclear threat from North Korea. I'm hoping it's some kind of clever negotiating tactic that he's engaged in. You know, um, he he wrote an article about a decade ago. talking about how if he were president, you know, and he were uh, planning to do a preemptive strike on North Korea, maybe I shouldn't even be saying this, okay, but I, I think I've heard it on TV, so I believe it's common knowledge now. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, that if that one of the things he would do is he would enter into negotiations with the North Koreans to lower their to lower their guard. Yes. Okay. And uh, and then do the strike, you know, to, because it would optimize surprise, which always increases your chances of success. Uh, uh, I'm fearful that the uh, the North Koreans who have excellent intelligence uh, may have read his article. Who knows? Maybe they're planning to do the same thing with us, you know, by lowering our our guard. Uh, you know, I mean, it could be that bad. I think mm-hmm. this is a particularly perilous time we're going through right now. I pray to God that there, that the impossible seems to have will will turn out to be true. And that Kim Jong Un will have had a dramatic change of heart, allegedly because of the sanctions. That the sanctions are working, even though they haven't worked in decades. And mm-hmm. uh, and that his fear of a preemptive strike from President Trump, the first president who has been bold enough okay, to threaten him, uh, that all of this has has combined psychologically so that so that the best will happen. But uh, but if you're prudent, you know you hope for the best, but plan for the worst. And um, it, it, uh, really, nothing has been accomplished so far with North Korea uh, uh, that hasn't been accomplished by previous administrations. North Korea always makes extravagant promises and says it's going to denuclearize, and, and has even it's even done more dramatic things during the Clinton administration, like it actually blew up the cooling tower mm. at the Pyongyang nuclear reactor, and it put seals on its uh, nuclear facilities and. And allowed UN inspectors, IAEA inspectors, to come in. So they've actually done even more dramatic things in the past. But all the time they were cheating because they had hidden underground uh, other facilities for manufacturing nuclear weapons and missiles. And so they were cheating on those agreements. And so uh, it's entirely possible. In fact, I think it's likely that that this uh, is not going to work out. That, mm. that this uh, that they w- they will cheat again, or if they think they can't cheat on Trump, you know, they might think that this is the time for them to take advantage of the nuclear arsenal that they have so painstakingly built and take out the great, uh, their biggest adversary while they can, you know, before we strike. Well, obviously, it's a very mm, dangerous time. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, uh, we can't trust it. How do you trust a dictator? 
you know, um, in, in the history, you know, indicates that. But isn't this, this is the first time that we actually have a face-to-face, like you mentioned? And so this is sort of a, it looks positive, but we, uh, even though it looks positive and it looks, uh, some people are optimistic, but uh, I think we, uh, prior to World War II, I think we did a similar thing when the Japanese uh, minister came to Washington, had a meeting, and a few months later with Pearl Harbor. Sure. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the, uh, uh, of course, the face-to-face raises the optimism yes. sky high on the side of the West. And it's a huge benefit for Kim Jong-un. In fact, it's another sign of, of how powerful nuclear weapons has made him, that he's for the first time managed to bring an American president, okay, face-to-face in a one-on-one yeah. meeting with yeah. himself. That's an enormous diplomatic victory that we gave him. And even President Trump acknowledges that that's something that we did give him. And um, uh, so it was irresistible for him to take that meeting. You know, Mm. the propaganda value for Kim Jong-un of set that meeting to his own people and to the world is enormous. Uh, You know, and that's why he took it. It was inevitable that he was going to take it. But that doesn't mean he's going to obey his promises and follow up on them. Uh, The... uh, uh, and, and cease to be, and cease to be a threat. In fact, in fact, the fact that it's an enormous gamble. And uh, uh, the other thing about it is, they know our greatest vulnerability, and they know this from their Russian friends. They know this from their Chinese friends. They know this from their Iranian friends. That the Achilles heel of the West mm. is the faith in negotiations and arms control. You know, uh, we, the Russians the, and the Soviets before them have cheated on virtually every arms control treaty. Mm. We know the Iranians treated, uh, cheated on the nuclear deal, okay? Uh, the, uh, the Chinese have, are in flagrant violation of international law in the South China Sea and have gotten away with, while they pay lip service to international law and all the rest, you know, the Hague, the international court found they were in flagrant violation of international law by occupying mischief reef and laying claim and other islands in the south china sea and laying claim to that as chinese territory yet they are still there all of these totalitarian and authoritarian powers know it's that we have this abiding faith in the power of law and negotiation and signed pieces of paper and that we're willing to do almost anything to get that signed piece of paper because in our society in, in western civilization the signed piece of paper and the weight of law means something right you know that's how our societies work and we can't seem to get it through our head we can't seem to have this strategic imagination to stand in their society their civilization where law means nothing it means nothing it's just another tool to ensure power yeah. you know mm. north korea for example has a constitution it's a meaningless scrap of, you know, I mean, anybody right. who believes the Constitution in, in North Korea means anything is a fool. And they think we're fools for, think, for engaging in these negotiations and thinking that a, a signed piece of paper is going to be meaningful. And they're right. We have been fooled over and over and over again, and that's their game. What I think North Korea is doing, you know, is they're buying time. You know, they want to engage us in protracted negotiations. If they can get money and economic benefits and additional Mm. diplomatic benefits, that's fine. But what they really need is time so that they can build more ICBMs, more nuclear-armed ICBMs, 
so they can build, let's say, 50 to 100 of them. But wouldn't this be the agreement that they can't do that? Isn't that part of the summit? <clears throat> wouldn't that be that's part what of the summit? Is yeah, that's what. The, but we don't know what we, they're doing. That's correct. I, I think mm. I think they're I think they're working on ICBMs and more nuclear weapons, turning them out like sausages underground, and uh, they don't need to test them anymore because they did all their flight testing last summer. You know, they demonstrated mm. they successfully tested a hydrogen bomb. They successfully tested two ICBMs that can hit anywhere in the United States. For North Korea, that's enough. You know, so they know they've got the technology now. Now they, but now, but they only had when we went into the, these negotiations, they only had about 12 ICBMs that could reach the United States. You know, we we could easily take out those 12 ICBMs with three aircraft carrier groups. Okay, right. So we could have delivered on a preemptive strike, uh, but. I think we could easily take it. But even attacking those 12, the Department of Defense is nervous about that. Because, of course, you know, what if something goes wrong? What if they miss one of the ICBMs, okay? Right, right. So they already know that we weren't willing to launch the preemptive strike. We were close to it, and President Trump was threatening it, uh, but that we were nervous, even with the 12 ICBMs. Now, but what if they deploy 50 or 100 mm. before these negotiations are over and then wheel them out? I think that that will be... I think that will settle the question, you know, that because I think the Department of Defense will be too nervous. I mean, they'll consider it too risky to try disarming North Korea if they can double or triple or quadruple the number of ICBMs they've got. And I think that's the game. You know, they're trying to buy time to build enough ICBMs so a nuclear North Korea becomes an irreversible fact, and we are forced to accept a mutual assured destruction relationship with North Korea. So buying time, well, we're not going to drop our guard. So how is that? How are they going to benefit from that? You know, if buying buying time. So uh, to 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 do what? You know, we we have to be still have to be very concerned. We can't trust them, so we still have no. to be on our toes. So but we, uh, the only thing, just a, a little political sort of relationship that makes the people feel a little more comfortable. But we can't see. We can't see what they're doing. That's what I've seen, Lou, is that right now, right now, in the hundreds of underground facilities that they have, in the hundreds of factories where where they build their missiles and build warheads underground, that's what they're doing. They're at work putting together, just the way the Iranians do. We've actually seen these underground facilities on Iranian TV, you know, where they have have dozens of of missiles, not ICBMs yet, but dozens of mobile Mm. missiles that they've built on underground shelters. And we didn't even know anything about that until until they showed them on TV. The Iranians and the North Koreans are strategic partners, you know. I'm sh- absolutely sure. And we know the Iran- the North Koreans have even more underground facilities and tunnels and more advanced systems than the Iranians. Uh, at least they've shown us, showed it off. Who knows, well, maybe the Iranians are even more advanced. But the point is, they're doing this in secret. Yes. And, uh, and, and they're not going to let us know. And the State Department is not going to want... This is the other thing. This, our own State Department, you know, is, doesn't want to know. Our State Department has a tremendous bias. There's an organization in the Department of State. It's part of our intelligence community. It's called INR. It's the intelligence part of the State Department. And all through the Cold War, these were the guys that were always the last to admit that the Soviet Union was cheating on arms control treaties. Even, even even though the CIA or DIA might catch them, catch them red-handed cheating on the arms control treaties, INR was always there to veto in the national intelligence estimates and say, no, we dissent. We think we don't think that DIA or CIA has proved that they're cheating on the treaties. I guarantee you, you know, the uh, 
the State Department guys who believe in endless negotiation of everything right. are going are gonna to want to veto if CIA or DIA does somehow manage to come up with evidence that they're actually building missiles and they're cheating on the treaty. I mean, uh, cheating on the, on the uh, understanding. We don't even have a treaty yet, okay? But are cheating on the understanding that we have. INR will be there to veto that intelligence. And they're ingenious at coming up. Oh, yeah, but, don't the, but isn't Trump's decision Donald Trump's decision? Right. And in other words, how how could they do this? I don't think he's going to like uh, relax like they will, or or the the. I don't think he would say, "I don't want to know." You know. I don't. Oh, I agree. I don't think the president will relax either. Right. But the president is steering the elephant, and uh, ah. uh, you know, it obviously does matter to him what his yeah. advisor uh, said. He's Correct. even he's even against his better judgment, broken campaign promises on major. Uh, you know, some of them, not not all of them, but right. for example, one of the things Trump was elected to do was to get us out of Afghanistan and close down the war in Afghanistan. Right. But but the whole DOD, led by his his then national security advisor McMaster, convinced President Trump, oh no, we've got to stay in Afghanistan and keep fighting that that seventeen more seventeen years wow. we've been there now this long Vietnam. I think President Trump's instincts were absolutely on target that we ought to be, get our boys out of get Afghanistan. Out of mm. Yeah, uh, those people hate us. We're not doing any good, you know. Uh, they're not willing to, the, the, the Department of Defense, I, th- I think he's given them a year to either win the war and then bring the boys, boys home. But they're not right. willing to do, you know, just like Vietnam, they're not willing to do what it takes to win, but, for, they, but they want to stay there because they've been there for 17 years. And every bureaucracy likes tomorrow to be like yesterday. And uh, he deferred to them on that. I don't think he should have, okay? Mm. And, uh, you know, now that the, every time the president plays up what's happened in North Korea by saying, oh, we don't have to worry about the North Korean threat anymore, it makes uh. it harder for him to back off himself and say, well, you know, I was wrong about that. Uh, you know, now we need to preempt them. I wish he hadn't said that. Said that, that yeah. he, of, course, of course, it could be part of a plan. It could be part of a plan to lower... North Korea's guard, because he may think the way I do about this. Correct, the other way. Which which, which is that really, if we want a non-nuclear North Korea, the only way to achieve that is to preempt them and to take out their facilities the way the Israelis did, you know, under Saddam Hussein in Iraq, and the way they did with Syria uh, against uh, Bashar al-Assad. In both those cases, Israel successfully preempted their nuclear weapons programs and those countries were you know too afraid they didn't retaliate they didn't retaliate for them and i think that's the case will be oh there'll be i'm sure there'll be some retaliation from north korea but i don't think kim jong-un even though he's a psychopath he's not correct insane and to the point of irrationality he wants to survive he wants the regime to survive you know he'll have plenty of forces left to defend his regime if we take out his ICBM forces, the forces that can threaten us, the American people, and um, and uh, uh, so I think the risks of escalation are of of uh, are of massive escalation are very low, you know. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, and perhaps that's President Trump's calculation too. But maybe he's trying to position us, yes, uh, by lowering North Korea's guards so that he can take them take them by surprise. I hope I hope so. Anyway, because. Uh- if we're trying to follow this negotiated pathway, I think it's going to be it's going to blow up in our face in a real big way, especially if it takes 
if the negotiations go on for months. That's going to give them time to build more missiles and more weapons, and then we won't be able to do anything about it. Right. I, well, I think, you know, Kim uh, Jong-un, uh, could it be that he's so concerned that feels that Trump, you can't trust Trump also because Trump is crazy off the wall and maybe had a summit so so we don't preempt them so that would uh, also besides dropping our guard could that be his strategy in other ways, because Trump uh, mentioned like you had said a moment ago he did talk about preempting uh, North Korea if, 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 if he had to So and Kim Jong would say hey this guy may do that just you know uh, being a new president, he flexes muscle. So I'll have this summit and then do what I I'm, I'm do what I uh, my plan and continue my plan anyway. I think it's, that's unlikely, but mm-hmm. I won't rule it out as a possibility. Right. I think one I think one thing that did bring him to the negotiating table. Right. Is is that he looked at what Iran got, okay, mm. out of its negotiations Correct. with Obama, <laughs> and he's probably cursing. The sky. But we're saying, yeah, you, you know, you're talking about the billions of cash. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, but that was fifty billion dollars. I and know, all but all that, all the cash and all the, uh, yeah. all the investment from foreign countries, and uh, and, uh, and 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 he's, yeah, uh, and he's probably said to himself, well, you know, if there's any possibility, we yeah. could get that kind of a deal, you know, and I could still cheat the way the Iranians Correct. did. You know, what's, I don't lose anything, really. Yeah, but, I, but, I get, but Dr. Peter Pryde, that was a different president. That was under Barack Obama. Not, I know. Uh, this but, guy, uh, I don't think this guy... That, yeah. Yeah, it, well, I, I guess so. We're, they have a certain perception of this country, yeah. And he, I, but, I think he's learning that this president is different, yes. all right? Uh, you know, and that, and uh, and uh, he's learning. But I, I don't think he's completely convinced yet that Trump is going to turn out to be a pushover. Right. You know, Definitely a, not. after all, so far it's just been words. You know, we, we haven't actually done anything in right. terms of making a strike. That, right. That's why I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm kind of so adamant that I wish we would shoot those satellites down. Really? That would oh, be amazing. very low risk. It would send a signal to him. You know, it would be a way of the president to demonstrate that, yes, I am going to do what's necessary, you know. Mm. Uh, and it would prove that, uh, so that if there was any chance for a negotiated solution, many people think that there is no chance at all, and I'm, I'm really close to being one of those. I, I don't yeah. think that uh, a negotiated solution it's, with this guy is, is really going to uh, is going to really be possible. Yeah, but see, if there but, was any possibility, if there was any possibility, I don't think it's going to happen unless you actually fire a shot across. Well, body. you know, Doctor Peter Pro, I agree with that. But most people are saying, "Wow, look at that! He'll start a, a he'll start another world war by doing that." That's what their concern is. And words. that's what Kim is counting on. Yes, on all of these people who are right. saying that. They, they know we people are, are saying yes, that to the president. They do. They do. And they're, he's counting on that, all of that, to restrain our president, so that in the end, he won't have to worry about that happening. Mm. Now I got to be. You know, we only doing a half hour show, but you know, so, all right. So maybe we could relax a little bit on this uh, uh, electromagnetic pulse attack. But you're saying it's inevitable that the geo geomagnetic disturbance, as they say, is definitely in our in in the, in the tea leaves for us. Uh, by if it doesn't come from a country, it'll come from, from the sun. The sun. Uh, 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 if it uh, it could also come from uh, from. Uh, you know, from a terror attack using non-nuclear weapons, we also have to worry about Russia, China, and China, China Russia, and, uh, and and Iran. I don't believe that Iran is. I think Iran's already got the bomb, uh, and I'm not the only one who thinks that. Correct. You know, I think that's another lie 
from the Obama administration that remains to be uh, discovered. Uh, uh, I think we may have talked last time about right. why I think Iran has got the bomb. I mean, I find it inconceivable that Iran had a nuclear weapons program, a crash nuclear weapons program that mm. went on for 30 years, and they didn't develop the bomb. It only took us three and a half years in World War II using 1930s and 40s era technology to develop two nuclear bombs mm. of completely different design, both of which worked. And in that three and a half years, we built a massive nuclear weapons industrial infrastructure that was able to produce hundreds of nuclear bombs during the Cold War. Uh, you know, I think Iran has already achieved that. Um, the, uh, there's a lot of evidence from the IAEA inspections that they did achieve that. Uh, we know from the IAEA that mm. as long ago as 2003, they were in testing, testing implosion devices and bridge wire detonators, nuclear initiators, and, uh, and a fuse for high-altitude nuclear bursts. When the United States did those things back in World War II, we were only six months from the bomb. And Iran already did that back in 2003. Now, the Obama administration wants us to believe that they froze their program in 2003 and didn't move beyond that point. Right. They got right up to the edge of the bomb. They were within mm. weeks of the bomb. But then they waited for President Obama to come along to negotiate this uh, terrible deal, you know. Uh, and... Uh, I just think that's totally implausible. Um, I know our friends in Israel think Iran has got the bomb, too. I've been over there and talked with them a number of times. I actually, I never met anybody in the, in, in, uh, among, in the Israeli military or among Israeli intelligence officers who agreed with the assessment that Iran was still a non-nuclear weapons state. Um, but that's, a, that's another issue. I, I, I don't think that we can pause. I think we should be redoubling our efforts to protect our grid, we should be deploying space-based missile defense uh, because in addition to having to worry about North Korea, we also have to worry about Russia and China. You know, we have an even Russia, another issue that we ought to talk about. Correct. By the, way, is, by the way, Israel agrees with you, your evaluation uh, that they don't, uh, they're not too uh, crazy about this summit as well. And Israel is always usually on top of things, you know. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah. They've got one of the best intelligence agencies correct. in the world. And they uh, and they aren't troubled with um, with the kind of Department of State and yes. uh, and uh, that we have and a, and the kind of press we have that so we uh, have to listen want, to them. But I, but but I do. I only only got three minutes. I do have to talk about your books because if this is going to happen to us, this grid they're going to knock our grid out completely, uh, folks. Doctor Peter Pry has three great books out there. I mean, I don't want to frighten you or scare you, but we got to face reality. Blackout wars. Uh, is one of his books that pretty much ties into what we're talking about, uh, nuclear EMP attack uh, scenarios if they do happen, and uh, apocalypse uh, unknown. Um, get them from Amazon. And, uh, y you know, I how do I say this? You know, uh, we take things for granted, and it uh, will never happen. No, it's uh, unlikely. And then all of a sudden, uh, Pearl Harbor, you know. So it's, it's just... Uh, you know, it's just amazing. So how are you leaving us off, you know, I mean, with the... Uh, I think I said this to you last time. Is there any good news, Dr. Peter Pry? Well, this? the good news is that we do have a President Trump at, at helm and not a Hillary Clinton. Oh, great. So that's a, a, good, a good news. You know, I, tr I trust this president and his instincts. 
you know, the thing I, I, I worry most about is the bureaucracy that surrounds him. And he's surrounded himself now with better advisors. John Bolton is excellent. And Bolton is bringing people on the National Security Council staff are, that are excellent. And that's one of the things that gives me a lot of confidence, despite what the president may be saying publicly and all the rest. Correct. Because Bolton is no fool. You know, he doesn't trust the North Koreans. He's got their number, uh, you know, and... Um, and so what it, regardless of what's being said, it gives me confidence that one of these other – that maybe Trump will end up doing what he wrote about 10 years ago, right. okay, because Bolton is that kind of guy. He did, you know, you know and it takes – look, he's only in the office while the year. It takes time anyway, you know, and uh, uh, it, uh, like I, I agree with you. We, you could imagine where we'd be if we have a different president during what's, yeah, going, we, what's going on now. And the fact of the matter is another thing that might – be, be be going on, you know. We haven't had talk, talked about this yet, but uh, maybe we need time too to basically right. sharpen our sword so that we're capable mm. of, of carrying this strike out against the North Koreans. Our military <laughs> has suffered terribly <laughs> yes. under eight years of Obama. We've got airplanes falling out of the sky. Uh, you know, we've been having all kinds of naval accidents. You know, it could be that our our guys are just not ready yet. We need time to get them ready. Um, oh my God! I, I know we're, we're just a half hour gone, Doctor Peter Pry. You know, so well. I thank you so much. It's always uh, a pleasure. Uh, I uh, yes. Oh, although it's uh, also although it's also rather uh, depressing for both of us sometimes. Uh, I have another it, book out that people might be interested yes. in called Poseidon, which is about this oh, the Russian doomsday yes. machine mm. that uh, the Russians announced on the mar- just in March. Yes, uh, you know, it carries a hundred megaton bomb. It's designed to make tsunamis. And it analyzes this. This wow. is a cutting edge. This is a whole new kind of escalation in, uh, wow. in in nuclear threats. It's a different kind of nuclear weapon. And well, maybe we can talk about that. And we will next time. The Poseidon, folks. Don't forget, Doctor Peter. Fry. I, I thank you. And by the way, Happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, Great. we we'll talk to you soon. Happy Father's God Day. God bless. Too, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. This is WGBB AM 1240 and W240DF-FM 95.9 Freeport, New York. What do I cherish? Precious moments. Watching Dad read to my little Eric. That's why I'm so grateful I insisted on an eye exam when I noticed him struggling with the words on the page. We found out Dad has age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. Fortunately, the doctor caught it in time for treatment, so Dad can still read. Protect yourself and your loved ones. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on preventing and managing AMD. A cure is in sight. Hey. Oh, d- hey, Deb. I thought you were the radon test guys. The who test guys? Didn't you see the paper Sunday? The Surgeon General issued another lung cancer warning. Oh, like the cigarette warning? Yeah. They're saying we have to get our houses tested for radon. I don't smell any radon in my house. Oh, that's because radon is an odorless, colorless, tasteless gas that seeps into your house from underground. Does this story have a happy ending? Yeah. You'll be a lot happier once you get your house tested. Learn more. Visit the EPA at epa.gov radon. That's epa.gov radon. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. 
Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. I'm back. I'm back with uh, my number two guest. My God, the show was very similar this evening. It's my uh, pleasure to have on uh, as an author of uh, at least uh, ten books. So he's uh, taught health and, and science at the Loma Linda uh, University in Loma Linda, California. Expert on uh, biblical uh, prophecy. My God, he's all over the place. He's in, uh, he thinks we're going to have an Andreas earthquake that'll really uh, do a number on uh, on us, uh, I guess, throughout the country. My pleasure to... Uh, uh, sorry you had a uh, little problem calling in. Dr. Richard Ruling, thank you for being uh, the guest on Streetwise. Hey, good to be with you, Lou. Thank you so much. It's a privilege and honor, uh, and uh, I enjoy talking about what's important from a biblical perspective, and I hope we can make it clear or simplified. Thank you. If we can, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, in your, you predict, in, uh, you predict, you analyze in your Bible. Uh, well, let's talk about it. The the end is near, and, and I guess to make it short and sweet, in the Bible, uh, pretty much states that. Under, uh, I'm trying to see uh, what uh, where you mentioned that it was, you know, in the Bible that you. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, there are several ways that I think uh, God is trying to uh, communicate with us uh, through the Scripture, but also current events. And uh, huge events happened in 2015, uh, half a dozen of them that were significant, not just, uh, you know, wars, famine, earthquakes. Those have always been. Those are not signs right. of anything timely because uh, they've been for centuries and millennia. But... Um, Christ, when he spoke of the end times, gave us several signs. In fact, the Apostle Paul did, too. Uh, Paul says, uh, the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night when they're saying peace and safety. And that was the Iran nuke deal, and it was updated last year when the U.N. picked for the theme of the year last year, included the words peace and safety. Mm. So that's, you know, uh, that isn't everyday stuff, you know, with Iran and all, all. Uh, of course, we, we might not honor that, but this, this still, we're saying it, but that, that was the signal when they're saying or talking about peace and safety, because, you know, we got nukes that can blow everybody to smithereens, and it's time that uh, end times could intervene on us. Well, well, just, you know, my previous guest on the show was talking about the electronic, uh, electromagnetic uh, pulse uh, potential yes. grid attack, right. and that was his concern about uh, what that's going to. But but you 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 are pretty much uh, saying. I think in the Book of Revelations, I think that's where you uh, you had mentioned to me that, uh, and you also mentioned the uh, Saint Andreas Fault in L.A. You know that could be. Yes. Be, would that be the, the beginning of uh, what what you're talking about? I, good good question, and uh, specifically. 
Uh, I was talking with a Messianic rabbi and telling him that I believed we would see an earthquake, and he asked why. I said, well, uh, it says in the Bible, it's uh, actually First Peter 4, and any, any of your guests can record these texts that I'm giving and look mm-hmm. it up. It's, uh, I stand behind it. First Peter 4.17 says judgment must begin at the house of God. And he said, well, don't forget that God has two houses, and he's going to clean them both before he puts them together. He was talking about uh, the house of Judah, which represents Jews like Jerusalem. Anciently, in, the, in Bible times, um, in uh, Solomon's uh, son, Rehoboam, was going to tax everybody real heavy, and the kingdom split. Some ten tribes didn't want to pay the heavy tax, and they split off and were called the northern kingdom of Israel. And the uh, southern two tribes, Jerusalem and Benjamin, were called Judah. And in the end time, though, God is going to put Israel and Judah together. And I believe that uh, the uh, the ten tribes represent. Uh, see, they were they went into apostasy and were scattered among the nations, uh, uh, fled the papacy to this country and uh, the new world. I believe that America represents Israel in a sense. There are more Jews here than in Israel, right. uh, but there are also Christians, and and Christians uh, might not worship on the same day as the Jews do, but specifically. Uh, it, it, when the ten tribes split off, they had a false center of worship in Dan because they didn't want uh, people going down to Jerusalem and being sympathetic and so on. So bottom line, uh, differences uh, between Christians and Jews, but uh, I believe in the end time God's going to put them together, as he says in uh, Ezekiel 36, verses 16 and 17, there are two sticks that become one, and they become one kingdom. And so uh, anyway, bottom line is I was talking to this Messianic rabbi and told him that uh, that uh, there's going to be an earthquake in this country, he reminded me of, of Israel, and I, I believe Israel gets it first. I believe that we will see a uh, trouble, not necessarily an earthquake, but uh, the Muslims uh, were protesting on the border of Israel uh, before, at Passover, Easter time, and every week for seven weeks. Well, they had Ramadan, and, and, and that, that kind of stopped them. But I think we will see a continuance. In fact, even yesterday in the news, a uh, Turkish woman was discovered to have a bomb and, uh, you know, problems. Uh, you know, uh, Erdogan of Turkey wants everybody to act as one against Israel, and this woman was apparently trying to do that. But uh, so I think uh, Jerusalem first, and if you see Jerusalem, then it's a real heads up for America as uh, online for judgment. But why now in our life, I say our lifetime, this generation, 21st century, why not 100 years ago or 100 years from now? Good question. Um, the, uh, the fourth commandment in the Bible says that God gives man six days to do all of his work, and the seventh is God's day. And the point is that Peter, St. Peter, said a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. So yes. God is giving us 6,000 years. And Bishop Usher uh, was a scholar, and he did a chronology that showed that the world would be 6,000 years old around 1994 or 5, you know, mm-hmm. plus or minus a few years. And uh, uh, that fits very well with Sir Isaac Newton's chronology around the year 2000. I see a different chronology, but uh, these time periods are up, I believe. We're running on fumes. God is gracious. Uh, You might find, if if you want a more specific, I could give it to you uh, on on why the time. Um, The most famous time prophecy in the Bible is, is recognized as Daniel 9, verse 24 and 5, that points to the Messiah. The Jews missed that. They didn't see it coming. But there were 70 weeks pointing to Messiah. M- uh, that was The word Messiah means anointing. We call him Christ today. Uh, actually, it was 69 weeks to the anointing, but the total prophecy of 70 weeks was seven times 
see a week is a week of years. Seven years mm. times seventy was four hundred ninety, and that was ten jubilees. Well, jubilee was came as the fiftieth year, but if you come to the fiftieth jubilee, it was nineteen ninety four. Yeah, uh, mm. at ninety five when Pope John Paul went to the UN on the Day of Atonement. That was the only day in the year that the Jubilee was to be proclaimed in, in Leviticus 25, verse 9 and 10. On the Day of Atonement, they proclaimed Jubilee. It was a, a special day of freedom. Uh, if, if people had uh, bartered away their land, and uh, they, they could not permanently impoverish their children. The land came back to family ownership on the Jubilee year. And if they were enslaved, they hadn't paid their debts, they were freed on a Jubilee year, etc. Well, uh, they were in, the Israelites were in, in Persia, but a Persian king gave a decree to let them go back and get their land back. He freed them from servitude. And so basically that 457 B.C. was the initiating date for uh, pointing to Christ. If the Jews had counted it, they should have recognized the Messiah. But uh, bottom line is that uh, that was 10 jubilees, but if you come to 50, it's 1995, and then there was a 10-year gap with Pope Francis going to the U.N. also on the Day of Atonement 20 years later. And we say, well, why, why a 20-year gap? What's the significance of that? Well, uh, if you, you remember that we said that Peter uh, cited a thousand years is like a day, day is like right. a thousand years. And if you try to put the jubilees into a thousand... 490 is 10 jubilees, 490 more makes 20, that's 980 years. There are 20 years left over at the end, and I think they're marked by those papal visits ending with Pope Francis in 2015, which also was a bunch of other significant events like gay marriage in this country. Mm -hmm. You know, hello, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the Supreme Court honors that as a, as a redefinition of marriage, which really is not right. according to the Bible. Right. And so big stuff is, I think, impending since 2015 and marked by the papal visit, oh, if, you, if you, you follow. You know, my, my audience tonight is going to get shook up because of my previous guest, Dr. Peter, probably saying exactly what you're saying, but it's going to happen through the electronic, uh, electromagnetic pulse or geometric, uh, geo, geomagnetic, which will also uh, pretty much take the world out, you know. And um, you could, if you put that together, you, you, we, I'm sorry you weren't on the, on the air with him, but you sort of, from a, you, you have a different reason. Yours is coming uh, biblically from the Bible. Is well, although his is through nature, so this is very s similar. Yeah. This is similar, but uh, so so uh, now uh, you, 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 I think you're, uh, you're the author of at least uh, ten books, right, Doctor Richard Ruling? Like yeah, yeah, but uh, they're not—they're not all. Uh, you know, I would just say I, I do I, just for today because of your broadcast. I have right. two books for free on Amazon, uh -huh. and they can go to Amazon and put in my name, which last name is spelled with an H. R. Ruling R U H L I N G, and see uh, the uh, destruction of Jerusalem, which I think is the first sign. Uh, mm. And also then uh, the earthquake and seven seals, which is what we need to understand if there is an earthquake. And but uh, it, but it might be even easier for them to go to my website because at the bottom of t I posted an article for today. It's a review right. of some of the things we're talking about, and they might enjoy the reading. But at the very bottom, there are two links to Amazon, and they're both free today. And my website that they can read this article right. is News for Living, but the the, the word for is the number four. News mm -hmm. number four living News for Living dot wordpress dot com, and the current the top article today is uh, about prophecy and uh, um, 
a little bit mm-hmm. of my medical background and why drugs are a leading cause of death in this country and so right. on. They, it's, Correct. It's, um, uh, it's not a huge article, and they would enjoy reading it. I think, and so, uh, and it's a free gift for the for the books. Oh, that'd be great. Now, you have, well, you pretty much are talking about it. You talk about the, the fall of America. That's pretty much yes. what we're talking about, right? But then you have Ob- so you sort of have Obama connected to that, right? When you well, um, yes, why, I, I, yeah, why, why is that? He, now, you know, well. Uh, you know, he he says this is no longer a Christian nation. Uh, you know, well, hello, <laughs> it began that way. Right. How did we get? How did we get where he's talking about? You know, Correct. And, and he did everything to help the Muslims. Uh, I just say, uh, you know, uh, big trouble. You know, God when God uh, split up the nations, he he gave them their portion, and I don't understand why the Muslims have to come here. You know, uh, it really, I don't think, is biblical. I, I do believe in helping refugees, Correct. but you look at the refugees, they're male guys that uh, could do it to you, you know. Mm. And, and uh, I just say, you know, uh, help the poor people if they really want to escape. But uh, bottom line, uh, if their system isn't working for them, they ought to find some other way. Oh, I, you know, I, if, I, if Sharia law is so good, why don't they stay there? Uh, well, I do, you know, they're trying to, how do I say this? Uh, Certain people are trying to bring Sharia law to this country, and that's exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And uh, but I, you know, you know, it's something you didn't. Uh, you mentioned Obama, but you, I, I, listen, you uh, evil opportunist, because you you will indicate that Trump is an antichrist. Well, I that's, know I don't. I'm not saying that Trump is an antichrist. I I don't oh, think he's Christian. Okay, uh, but you know, God used a heathen king like Nebuchadnezzar to discipline Jerusalem, and right. uh, you know, back in Jeremiah's time. And so I, I think God, God is maybe anointing uh, him to do his thing. I, I can explain why briefly, mm-hmm. and that is that in, in the Bible times, um, trumpets came from horns. They cut <laughs> off the horn of an animal, and they would blow through it. It's a yes. trumpet. And uh, in Daniel 8, there's a vision at the time of the end, and there's a goat with a great horn that clobbers a Muslim ram. Mm. Okay, and hello, you know, I believe Trump can do that. He is the trumpet, <laughs> the great horn on, that, on that goat. And so, and and by the way, I can I can substantiate a little bit by the fact that I predicted we would go to war against Iraq before 9/11, wow. based on that vision in Daniel 8. That um, uh, it does say that in Daniel 8 that the horns on the ram are the kings of Media and Persia, but that they geographically today are Iraq and Iran, and it says the goat is the king of Grecia, which was Alexander the Great. Mm. And so it gives us confidence to know that God. Call, made that call hundreds of years before it ever happened. Daniel saw the vision around five, uh, uh, 550, you know, something like that, B.C., and uh, it, it wasn't for 200 years. You know, we can't even see know tomorrow whether North Korea is going to attack us or Russia right. or somebody. You know, we don't know right. t- tomorrow. But God called it 200 years early. And I'm just saying uh, it, it gives us confidence to know that God, he says, I can declare the end from the beginning who is like me. He says that in Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. Mm. And so, yeah, you know, we, we, yeah. we, uh, God's got the stuff. We don't, but we, we can trust him. And uh, so, you know, if it sounds like I'm trying to be a prophet, I believe anybody. You know, people say Jesus is coming again. He right. said he would. And so if you believe him, you can be a prophet. Well, you, you, know, mentioned, just, you mentioned before yeah. Messiah. I think the Jewish religion there yes. is waiting for the Messiah as well, correct? Right, right, correct. Uh, yeah. And uh, but but okay, you, you, you know, uh, I'm, what's uh, it's not interesting, but what's going on? Wake up, America! Is that what I've seen under the last administration? I had to keep beating up, beating up Obama. But what I've seen is that <laughs> no, we lost prayer in the school. 
We're bringing, it's coming yeah. back now. It's coming back now. Where How do we not, you know, also uh, going shopping a few years ago when, when you buy something in the store, they wouldn't, they would say happy holiday. I asked one girl in Macy's and I said, I made a repeat. They used to be, I, she said, uh, she whispered, uh, I can't say it. She was telling me. She couldn't. She was not permitted to say Merry Christmas. During the Christmas holidays, and there were Christmas sales, right? Yeah. And, right, and, and right. I, I tell you, it was just, uh, it's just amazing. So, uh, But I, I, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, and plus, uh, Wake Up America, there, there's a lack of uh, respect for, uh, you know, for the country as well, when people don't want to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Mostly, we saw that with the athletes were doing that, and a lot of other people are doing that. So, uh, you think it's uh, the future looks better for us now, but how could it look better for us? You're talking, you're saying that the end is possibly near. Right. So, well, uh, is yes. it be, are we, here's the perspective that I have basically, correct. and that is that God says in Jeremiah 30, verse three, He says, "Lo, the days come that I will bring again the captivity of my people, Israel and Judah." And remember, I described Israel as mm. mostly in America, as it includes Christians, and uh, Judah is Jews. He's going to bring them both, uh, both, and cause them to return to the land that He gave their fathers. Right. And He said they will possess it. And verse 11 of Jeremiah 30, that's Jeremiah 30, verse 11, says, I, I, I'm with you, though I make a full end of all other nations, I will not make a full end of you. And the last verse in that chapter, verse 24, says, in the latter day you'll consider it. Mm. And I believe uh, as the new world order is being set up, uh, it will include false worship, according to uh, Revelation 13, verses 14 to, mm. to 16. There are several verses there where, you know, you talk about 666, and you can't buy or sell without right, a, right. a mark and a number and so on. I believe that is coming, and uh, this country is going to be humbled, uh, I believe, badly. So, because we are uh, cooperating, uh, even now, the, the people who, uh, the media... Uh, the, the people who own the media, 95% of it, are globalists that want new world order for their control of the world. And, uh, and you know, it's not a good thing, but uh, I believe they're going to lose their money. Yeah, in, in the last days, it says the rich people are going to weep and howl, uh, and they might even jump out of buildings. Who knows? But uh, I, I'm just saying, um, we, we, when that earthquake comes, uh, which was, will be big, uh, it initiates the end times and uh, economic collapse will follow. I'm not saying there won't be EMT attack and so on. It may come as part of that. Right. But I believe the, the big initiating factor will be biblical prophecy that uh, God called it right. Well, we have earth, we've been having earthquakes all over, all over the country at the, uh, recently uh, as a result of the volcano eruptions in uh, Hawaii. And in South America, there's some earthquakes. And, uh, there was a tremendous one in Italy and then the, in the Philippines. So earthquakes is really not uncommon. So you're talking about, uh, you also mentioned an earthquake that will cause a tsunami. That means when we say tsunami, would that be out throughout the world? I do not know that, and oh. I'm not, uh, uh, but I believe when California has theirs, uh, there may be a tsunami with tsunami. associated with that one. Uh, mm. And I believe that California, you know, that's where Hollywood and all the, uh, all the most mm. liberal stuff is going on. And it also happens to be where the medical school uh, I, where I graduated, I taught public health there. Right. But they aren't doing right. I mean, my, my, my you know, the, the woman who established that uh, place, Loma Linda, did not want them to teach pharmacology. 
She was very progressive. She wanted nutrition and natural remedies. Today, pharmacology is a leading cause of death. It's right. adverse drug reactions uh, killed my former wife, as a matter of fact. Right. And I went through the U.S. Senate with uh, medical literature to mm. prove it uh, until one senator said, you know, you're wasting your time. They own us. Speaking mm. of donations that the drug companies give to these senators and uh, congressmen Correct. for their reelection. So they're sold out. So you're saying, so Dr. Yeah. Richard Ruling, you're saying we're getting punished by God. Yeah. I believe we will be, yes, okay. and Loma Linda included, right. uh, on the San Andreas Fault. It's sitting there at the end. Yeah, and she saw, mm -hmm. and, and my favorite author that I'm quoting uh, did not want uh, them to teach pharmacology, but she had a vision of an earthquake. In, in, uh, if they go to this website, by the way, that I gave you, uh, they can read uh, her comment right. about uh, the earthquake at Loma Linda, and many lives were blotted out. She said it mm -hmm. seemed the judgment day had come. Well, wow. let me just quickly. I want to go down some of you. Correct me if I uh, or if I say uh, I'm, I'm giving you. I'm going to mention some of the books that I, that you've written. Uh, Exodus. Uh, I, I hope I pronounce this right. Althea the Omega. Oh, that's the uh, biblical code or something. Is that correct? Yes, oh. I can explain that real quick. Yes. And that is in, in uh, Revelation one verse ten. Right. Christ says, "I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the mm. last." But He's also the Bible says He's the Word. And I was taught many years ago as a youth that uh, the first place you find a word, and I can give you a couple of examples, often has an end-time application because he is first and last, Alpha and Omega. The Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last. And so uh, as an example, uh, specifically the word trumpet uh, uh, is first found in Exodus 19 where uh, God was on Sinai and giving the Ten Commandments and it said a trumpet sounded louder and louder. Mm. The people were afraid. The mountain shook. It was God's presence. It was a mini judgment day. Well, uh, it has the application in Revelation 1.10 uh, because John heard a trumpet. You know, hello, mm. judgment day. And, and, and the, uh, the, the book of Revelation is an unfolding of what that's going to be like. Mm. So uh, Alpha and Omega is about that. And I had a pastor in New York City. You're in New York. Uh, she was in the Bronx, a woman pastor. She loved that book, and she gave it five stars, I think. Wow. But anyway, and, and it, it's worth the $2.99. Uh, by the way, Amazon, you can get a, a, a free app for people, and they can read it on their PC or their phone or whatever they want. It's, just, it's a nice way to do it. It saves them postage. You don't have to buy uh, a paper book. Well, the best way, more. let's let out what he said. The best way to get your books before, other than once you give that out, I'll, I'll mention the other names. Well, uh, Amazon, you mentioned, right? Can they get on Amazon? Right. right. Yes. And, okay, I just wanted to finish some of that. You have uh, oh, uh, God Bless America. I love that. Wake Up America. I love that. Movement of Destiny. Well, it's like my previous uh, guest. The Fall of America. Well, that's, uh, we talked about that. God's plan for positive people, right? So if we were all going, positive people are going to go with the evil people, right? If it happens? Well, uh, I know the, the positive people, right. I believe that the end time of seven years is going to drive people either toward God or away from Him. Got no it. more sitting on the fence. You know, most mm. people, uh, America Christianity is uh, nicely described in Revelation 3 as a lukewarm. Uh, you think you're rich and increased with goods, but you're really wretched, miserable, the Bible says. You know, yeah. And uh, we, we are divided in our loyalties. We're focused on our materialism, uh, rich and increased with goods, but it can all go fast. 
uh, in, in, in the yeah, world. Right. So, the, so that the real uh, people who love God and learn to trust Him can go in His direction, whereas people who I want it my way, I'm going to do. I'm going to do my own thing, and, and they're not interested in repentance and finding out if there is a God or want to do it His way. Mm. Uh, they're going to go the wrong way, and it, uh, the, the frying pan gets hot. Yeah, or into the fire. You, you know, I, I I can tell by talking to you a moment ago that, uh, and I agree with you, uh, anti-gay uh, marriage. I think you said and what's going on. But you know, right. I just I, I just uh, I I don't know if you saw this the other day in the uh, the veterans uh, hospital in Washington D.C. It was uh, LGBT uh, Gay Pride Day, one of them. And the, would you believe at this veteran hospital in Washington they removed the. Um, Veteran, they had their own flag, Veteran's flag and the American flag, to put up the LGBT flag for the day and its colors. What, uh, what I, a sham! I, you know, uh, yeah. what is the what is that call? Is that call kissing ass? Is that being we're patronizing? <laughs> is it we're politically correct, or is it a sin like you're indicating? Well, uh, I, I I believe it is sin, and I believe that. Uh, God is not mocked. The end of times will come, and people, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you can't tell whether you're a boy or a girl when you're born, uh, how, you know, where are we headed? You know, I mean, right, it, right. It, it's clear. You know, it's it's uh, where are we headed. Uh, I, I, yeah. You know, that's it, it is scary. And yeah. uh, is that in your your movement or the book movement of destiny? Could that? Uh, um, I, I'm coming from a Seventh-day Adventist background that sees that church as in apostasy now, and, it, and it, they really, in fact, if they go to that website that I mentioned earlier, it, it mentions how Ellen White shined. She was, a, I believe, a true prophet. She was, uh, Loma Linda was paid $40 million by the government to find out why Seventh-day Adventists lived uh, about seven years longer than other mm. non-smokers because of her writings, you know, uh, her nutrition. And, and she wrote against drugs a hundred years ago. Uh, it was only in 1998 when we first saw that uh, adverse drug reactions killed uh, uh, 106,000 people in hospitals. Wow. And two years later, uh, the Western Journal of Medicine reported 199,000 outside the hospital. That makes 305,000 dying in a year from drugs that are properly prescribed. That's the definition of an adverse drug reaction. It's not mm -hmm. overdose. It's not uh, malpractice prescribing the wrong thing. It's just that some drugs will come to kill some people. And my wife, former wife, took a right prescription. I prescribed it myself, Cipro, mm -hmm. for a urine infection. But it, uh, she reacted badly to it, wiped out her bone marrow. She died of a stroke oh, in spite of... Uh, uh, a lot of medical right. intervention in and out of hospitals and transfusions. You, you know, it's uh, Khrushchev during the Cold War. What do you say? Yep. Us? I'm, I don't have to attack you, uh, America. <laughs> You're going to kill you yourself kill with drugs. With the drugs. Half hour went fast. I'm going to have the. I'm going to have you back again if you don't mind, Doctor Richard Rule. Happy to. Happy to. All right. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry about your loss, and we're both in the same position when it comes to that. But I, I wish you and yours, uh, and friends, uh, happy Father's Day. God bless you. God bless Appreciate you too, Doctor Richard Rule. Okay. Yeah, bye bye. God bless. Hi, uh, this is uh, Lou Talana. Wow, what a night. Uh, what a day. Oh, my God. I'm afraid to go out the door. There might be no door left or no world left. But uh, happy Father's Day. This is uh, Lou Talana. Thanks for listening to Streetwise. I'll catch you later.